All right, welcome everybody to our very special edition of our Fit Union Team Leadership Call. Jeff Armbruster here with, say hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey, all right, welcome everybody. We have a very, very special call tonight. Um, uh, we're going to get to all of the housekeeping items, uh, talk a little bit about the end of the month, talk about the 21-day fixed launch coming up. We're going to get all of that at the end of the call because we want to get right into um, our guest speaker. For most of you who, uh, who have been seeing the, the events and seen us talking it up, we have the uh, incomparable Tony Horton with us tonight. He's going to be uh, speaking a little bit about the, the theme that we've been keeping for the month of January, you know, a call to action. Um, Tony's going to talk a little bit about, you know, um, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So we're going to kind of uh, just leave it at that right now, and we'll talk to, to Tony here in a minute. But Jason and I just kind of wanted to kick things off by um, just reminiscing a little bit about how uh, both of us were, were blessed to be able to have Tony come into our lives. Uh, I'm going to kind of kick it over to you first, Jason, and then I'll take it from there, and we'll, we'll, we'll introduce uh, Tony. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, with uh, the monthly theme that you're talking about, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, um, yeah, I was going through a divorce. It seems like I'd lost all the married friends that I had, and, you know, I knew the one thing I needed to change about myself was my own fitness and become a more exciting individual. So I started with, you know, P90, I had, or Power 90 back then, and I knew I had tried it before, and it worked great on me, and um, P90X was too hard at the time, but after two or three months of that, I did start P90X, and I was fortunate that I was on one of these calls, just like tonight, where Tony was speaking live, and he had invited us to a camp in New York, and, you know, I, I scrapped up the money um, that I had together, and I went up there for a 4th of July weekend, and, you know, really, that was a life-changing event. I think everybody that was at that camp really has come so far since then, but um, I was just amazed at this guy who had changed my life through the workouts and, you know, through just going to a, a, a movie studio and filming these workouts has really changed my life. And I was amazed at what a nice guy he was. And so I was there in New York and the next weekend I was out in LA and he invited me to come out and work out with them. And, you know, I did the beach workouts with these guys and became friends with all the guys at P90X and, you know, Tony's been so generous and such a great uh, leader and all that. I was lucky enough to film a infomercial with him a couple months later, a 10 minute trainer and, um, you know, I've just been blessed to have him in my life. I think a lot of times in life we have mentors, mentors that we look up to and rarely, if ever, do they really live up to the expectations you have in your head. And, you know, Tony is the one that sets that bar for me. He really has lived up to everything I've ever um, expected of him more. Just a really great, generous guy. Um, Jeff, why don't you give us your experience of him and how you guys met? Yeah, I can remember, Jason, um, shortly after you, you know, you coached me through my first couple rounds doing Power 90 and P90X. I remember coming to you after a um, rough time in 2008 and saying, you know what, I, I see you talk about P90, Power 90, and P90X all the time. I want to do P90X. I remember you saying to me, uh, not quite yet. I think we should probably start with Power 90, and we argued a little bit about that. And long, you know, uh, long story short, we said we done Power 90, and there I was 180 days later, uh, down about 78 pounds, and just in probably the the best shape I had been in since playing high school sports. And that I got, I remember that spring, talking you and I talking about me coming out to to LA and hanging out with you and. You saying, yeah, we can get to, uh, you know, we get to go down to the beach, and hopefully Tony will be out there. We'll do the beach workout. So I can remember just for a couple months looking forward to being able to, to have that experience and um, kind of practicing as much as I could with what some of the things you had told me we thought we were going to do. But there was one thing 
that intimidating the heck out of me. And that was, you know, seeing you go up the rope and, and seeing Tony do it on some of the YouTube videos. I knew that was going to be a challenge for me. So you remember what, uh, what I asked you to do right when we got off the airplane, Jason? <laughs> yeah, he had me driving right to the beach at like 8 o'clock at night trying to climb this rope. It's crazy. Yeah, we done the rope, and I shot right up it, and I felt so much more confident knowing that uh, the next day I'd be able to do that. But it really hit me that I had just went up a you know, 25, 30-foot rope with, without any issue. I had never been able to do something like that in the past, and it was because of Tony's programs, because of Power 90, because of P90X. And, you know, everything kind of came to fruition the next day when we got out there, and Tony come walking out with, uh, with a pretty cool Indiana Jones-looking hat, and, and, and it was Tony Horton, you know. We got to, I got to introduce myself to him and meet him, and I just remember the same thing, Jason, him being so genuine, uh, wanting to get to know a little bit about your story, and then we climbed the rope, and one of the things I always remember, and I got a video of it, of, is Tony yelling out, uh, who brought the ringer? Because I shot right up there after, 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 you know, for the first time out at the beach workout. So, Tony, you, uh, you, uh, you changed my life like you did so many people on this call. Um, still to this day, you know, the, the programs mean so much to me. I'm doing a hybrid right now of, of, I call it the best Tony Horton right now. I'm doing strength routines from everything from P90X to P90X3 to all the one-on-ones right now. Um, so I'm kind of doing a hybrid and, and getting ready for Cancun. So without further ado, Mr. Tony Horton. Well, thank you, Jeff, very much. And Jason, guys, uh, it's nice to, to hear the reminiscing from the early days, you know, before there was even any coaching whatsoever. And uh, it was all really about the fitness and, and buying the infomercials off the, uh, you know, off the TV set and, uh, and just kind of the serendipitous way in, we got, in which we got to meet. You know, it's, it's kind of amazing, really, when you, when you look back at it and, and how far you've both come and, you know, that you've built this business and uh, that you work together and you're a team and, of course, when I went out, Jeff and I got to hang out with you at your place and, and do that event out there, uh, you know, it was, uh, it's just amazing how far things can go, how far you can come, how much you can grow, how much you can learn, how much you can get better. You know, if you keep opening up new doors and, and willing to take a few risks and, and making a few mistakes and falling on your face but not being afraid to get back up again. You know, I know that the nature of this call I think for everybody, I'm pretty sure you're all aware, but it's really sort of getting uncomfortable, you know. I mean, how do you move forward? I mean, if you've read my book, not to plug the book, but what the heck, I'll bring it up. You know, um, the big picture is about that, you know, the 11 laws that will change your life. And, of course, <clears throat> I'm always talking about how important it is to just get a little uncomfortable once in a while, you know. And so I think what happens to people quite often, and I was thinking about this just before the phone call. I was watching – this documentary on CNN called The Voices of Auschwitz. Uh, Aus, Aus, oh my gosh, brain fart. Auschwitz. Yeah, I think it's Dachau. I can pronounce that one. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of amazing, really, when you see the level of of, uh, of pain and anguish that, that people have been through, and, that, and how far they have to come to uh, to move past that. You know what I mean? Obviously, we're in we're in we're in that situation. Um, you know, never going to forget what happened. A lot of them lost most of their family, and, and you know, a lot of them were just kids the ones who survived and were still not going to be able to tell the story. You know, and then I think of I think of who we are here in the states. You know, what I mean, I mean, obviously, um, our grandparents quite often, and great grandparents maybe for some of you, uh, you know, were the ones that sort of rallied, who went to you know went to the Pacific Pacific uh, conflict and went over to Europe and, and uh, basically helped 
keep the world from going insane, you know. And, uh, and you look at the, the amount of uh, effort and uh, ingenuity and uh, commitment uh, that, requ- that was required, you know what I mean? Um, uh, and talk about being uncomfortable, you know. I mean, it was our, it was our ancestors, our, our parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents that sacrificed to be able to give us the kind of life that we have. And so, so you know, quite often what has happened is, is that, you know, except for maybe the, the men and women who signed up for service, I mean, a lot of you probably know I've been to 44 military bases um, around the world, and you get to meet the men and women that sort of uh, allow us to have the life that we have, I mean, truly. And uh, it's a complicated world, and it's been that way for a very long time. And, uh, you know, certain people step up um, for whatever reason, you know, whatever calling there is, whatever whatever situation uh, that they were confronted with, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to go, you know. I mean, a lot of people can kind of fall and, and stumble and, um, and uh, kind of wither away, while others who are confronted with, with similar uh, situations somehow rise to the occasion and end up becoming um, exemplary people. <clears throat> and so, you know, here's what's kind of cool about this coaching opportunity, right? I mean, when we were first created back, you know, 16 years ago, 19... Into 1999, you know, we were we weren't anything. We weren't even a company. I mean, we're, we're a billion dollar company now in the course of 16 years. And so, for a company, a fitness company, right, a company that sells hard work and exercise and eating right and Shakeology, you know, for a company like that to grow um, has everything to do with the fact that we make pretty good infomercials and pretty good products, and and we have pretty good employees. Um, but the reason why it has it has sort of taken off like it has in the last couple of years is because of this coaching opportunity. You know what I mean? So when I go to a summit every year, and we're kind of going to have our, our seventh or eighth, you, Jason, do you know, Jason, uh, the seventh or eighth coming up? Which are seventh, yeah, doesn't eight. it, Jason? Number eight, I think. Is it eight? Eight, eight coming up. You know, so the first time, the very first one that I participated in, there was a couple thousand people there, you know what I mean? And, it was, and everybody up on stage were all the founding coaches, you know, people who, you know, when Carl Dykler called me up and said, hey, Tony, we're going to do this coaching thing, and, uh, you know, you've got some friends that, that have uh, been to some of these camps, you know, they're kind of involved, and who would that be? So I just, you know, I pulled some names out of a hat because these were the only people that I knew. You know, Mark Briggs and Tracy Morrow and, and, um, and, uh, 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 Mr. Fitzgerald and, and a couple others, you know, and, uh, and and what's really interesting is, you know, you would assume based on on the formula that those would be the people that you always see on stage in your two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because they were the founding coaches, they have an advantage, blah blah blah. There's all this, you know, nonsense that says that you know the people who are in first are the ones who usually have the most, most success, you know. And so, but it seems to me that every time I show up to the summit, I see new people on the stage. And quite often, there are people who are on the stage who didn't even know about Beachbody two years ago. And a lot of them are making, you know, six figures. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because, and, and, you know, we've had our fits and starts. I mean, if anybody's on this call right now and, and, you're, and you're a coach or you're thinking about being a coach, you know, and you've stuck around, you, there's, you have a phenomenal, ridiculous, outrageous opportunity to be able to make your, your, your coaching opportunity grow because we've worked out all the kinks. And even with all the kinks that have been there, you know, in the early years, I kept seeing new faces who just figured it out, who just figured out the best way to be able to disseminate information to other people, friends and family and coworkers in such a way 
where it was exciting and it was cool and it wasn't like selling vacuum cleaners or jewelry or makeup. It was really giving people solutions in their life. And so, you know, I mean, I've been in this thing for, since 1999, so I've, I've heard thousands, literally thousands of stories of people whose lives have improved physically, mentally, and emotionally um, through better eating, drinking Shakeology, and exercise. And then on top of that, the cherry on top of the cake is, oh, my God, I get to be part of this coaching opportunity now. Whereas back in the old days, before there was a coaching opportunity, if you got phenomenal results and you felt really good and everybody noticed, they would, of course, ask you. They would say, geez, you're, you're a completely different person. What happened? Well, I'm doing these beach body products, and, and uh, you should check it out. You know, go to the website. Here's a phone number, and you get a patent back. And that would be great. I mean, altruism is, is a beautiful thing. And, and, uh, but it wasn't like you were going to be able to buy a new car with that or, or be able to pay your bills with that or anything. You just, you just got a, a, a thank you. And quite often that was enough because you were so excited typically back then, and people still are, but you were so excited that you finally found something that worked, that, that actually worked that you could stick with. And then typically, you know, that just doesn't happen in fitness. You know, I mean, people get their, their gym memberships at the beginning of the year, and then come February 15th, they're done, you know what I mean, and they just over it. Or they, they do some diet program that worked temporarily, but then they start feeling deprived from all the food they used to love because the food they're eating now tastes like wax or it's the same old stuff or, or whatever it is. It's some configuration of the food thing where you just feel miserable after a while. And so you stop and go back to your old habits and gain 10 pounds more than you, than you had before you started, you know. And so... That horrible, miserable cycle has happened to millions of people across this country and around the world, and we were finally a company who said, hey, you know what? We're going to have to break these things up into chunks, and we're going to have to do portion sizes, and we're going to have to give people more variety, and some people, don't, some people want to bodybuild, and some just want to do pure cardio, and we're going to try to tap into every possible way uh, to help people feel better and get in shape and look good and help solve the, the, the healthcare crisis through a myriad, a cornucopia of ways, all right? And so, you know, the only reason why any of this happened, the only reason why we became a billion-dollar billion dollar company is because a whole lot of people were working really, really hard to try to make this thing better and better and better every time. It wasn't like we just invented Coke and we just started selling Coke, you know what I mean? Or, or we came up with a thing called, you know, burgers and french fries, you know, or McDonald's or Burger King, and we keep selling the same crap for a bunch of years. We're always honing to make it better. We're always trying to find new ways to, to tap into more and more people who have more problems. And so, you know, if you're listening to this, this call and you're listening to what I'm trying to tell you, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to do a couple of things. You know, and certainly uh, uh, Jason and, and Jeffrey can – get into the minutiae of it all, but, but what I'm, I'm the big picture guy, right? So I look at it like this. I have problems. I don't like having problems. I'm going to look for mentors and means in which to make my problems uh, go away, and that's going to require some time and some effort and some education and surrounding myself with like-minded people. And, and then at that point, once I get my act together and I've lost the weight and I feel better and I'm eating better, I can be a walking, living, talking example of what it's like to change for the better. And, and that's what I was. I mean, you know, I was a C-minus, I mean, a lot of you know my story, I was a C-minus student with a speech impediment who, who, you know, was a tackling dummy on the football team, who was afraid of girls, who was just sad. I mean, I was sad and depressed and on a few occasions suicidal. And, 
and I just didn't have any answers. I didn't I didn't know who to go to. I didn't know where I didn't know what kind of information to get. I I couldn't I didn't know where to go to find a mentor. And so, you know, I started exercising and all of a sudden I was feeling better. Not because I was so much looking to change my body, which is, well, that's not true. I was looking to change my body. But I was also changing mentally and emotionally because I was pumping a bunch of oxygen into my brain that wasn't there before. Because the only thing that was going into my brain before was the remnants of the, my poor diet and my lack of activity. So my brain was dead. My body was dead. My brain was dead. And so I wasn't willing to learn to grow or, or, or surround myself with cool people. But once I started exercising, I had more confidence. It was really nice to be fit. And it, when, when you're fit, you have more energy. When you're not fit, you don't. So if you're not fit, you can't have the energy to build, build, build your business. I mean, some people can do it purely based on intellect or, or connections or willpower, but the people who are truly most successful are the ones that walk the talk, you know, the ones who, who, who actually participate in the process of taking care of themselves and eating right you know, 90% of the time. Then, you know, you know everything you need to know to be able to, to help as many people as you possibly can. And, and so the other thing, too, that I think is really critical here is that, that on top of, of focusing on your health and wellness first, you know, and that's not everybody. There's a lot of coaches out there that are very successful who maybe don't exercise very often or eat that well. They're just really good salesmen. But for those of you who aren't natural salespeople who, you know, and that's what you have to be. You have to be able to talk about you have to be able to get on the phone. You have to be able to get on, on your laptop computer or, or whatever it is and, and, and talk to people and, can you, and, and be able to and know this stuff well enough so that you can get other people excited about it so that you can build your coaching opportunity. You know, so if, you have a, if, if you're not exercising and you're not eating right and you have a tough time talking to people, don't be a coach. Don't just, just stop being a coach. You're, you're going to struggle. Um, heartily. Uh, it's just going to be that much harder for you. And, uh, and so, so the idea here is to get outside of your comfort zone, to begin, begin to make your, your coaching business grow. And, and, and the basics aren't so much about, you know, uh, how you hope things are going to turn out down the road. You don't want to think about that now. You want to turn it around the other way. What you really want to focus on are things that you can control now. And here's what you can control now how you eat and how you exercise. Those are the two things you control. That's the only two things that I did when I was broke and in debt and living in a rent-controlled apartment with a view of a convalescent home. The only two things I could be consistent with, guaranteed, absolutely, without the help of anybody else, was making sure that I showed up to my workouts and I ate healthy food so that my brain would function on a, on a level that would give me the energy and enthusiasm to go out in the world and kick ass. That was it. And so... You know, if, if you are one of those people who don't have the con connections and, not, you know, maybe you're not a, a, a great communicator or somebody who's, who can just start, you know, rambling on about, about the coaching opportunity, then I would take care of those two things first because your brain will change about how you can approach this opportunity. And then, you know, then you're lucky enough to have Jason and Jeffrey as, as your backup when it comes to, you know, being able to solve some of the problems when it comes to building your coaching opportunity. I, I think... The only difference between coaches who succeed or coaches who grow and coaches who just say I'm a coach and then nothing happens is that the coaches who succeed just keep asking question after question after question, almost to the point where it's obnoxious. You know, they just, they're constantly saying, well, tell me again, and how do I do it, and the webinar, and tell me about that, and, you know, I'm, not, I'm struggling a little bit. I haven't had any success, you know, signing up a new coach in the last week. Give me, give me another choice. Give me another way to do it. And that's all I ever did. I exercised, 
I ate right, and I asked a ton of questions. Because when I was a kid and I was miserable, I didn't exercise. I ate, you know, peanut butter and, and, and fluff sandwiches on white bread and in, in a, in a, in ding-dongs and a, two glasses of whole milk, and I sat on my hands, and I didn't ask anybody anything because I, I felt that if I asked a question, I looked stupid. And that's just insane. That's absolutely insane. So I, I don't know if any of this resonates with any of you, but, I, but I'm guessing that, that maybe it does. And, and if it does, then, then you have an amazing opportunity to be part of a solution. You know, because it's not like you're selling, uh, you know, ice cubes to Eskimos here. You, you, have, you have really great products that have built a billion-dollar company. And, and these are products that, that you would think wouldn't do well. I mean, Insanity and P90X, why would those, I don't know. There's no reason why those things should do well. Hard, hard. They're physically hard. They're physically demanding. And most people don't like physical pain. But we've come up with ways to make them work. You know, and, and, and I, mean, I know a lot of you are out who are listening to this say, oh, you know, I mean, maybe initially I didn't do P90X the first two or three or four times that we finished it, but maybe the fourth time I did, and, and that's really when it, when, when it struck gold for me, and that's really when it made change for me. And so, you know, that, that says a lot about us. It says a lot about our integrity. It says a lot about, you know, about how we, how we build these programs. You know, if you look at Shakeology, and you know, I, just, I was just hanging out with Darren Oleen the other day, and the time and the effort and the, and the amount of money that we invested to make sure that that product is exactly as we said it is. And if I hear one more story about Shakeology that almost seems surreal, you know, I mean, this gal, she's a coach, and, uh, you know, her dad, you know, she kept on trying to get her dad to, to work out, and he started doing P90X3 and, and, and drinking Shakeology. And he had, you know, I guess he had pretty bad psoriasis or, or eczema or something, almost to the point that it was sort of embarrassing. He started exercising and drinking Shakeology, and it's going away. <laughs> I mean, that is freaky. Freaky. And you, all of you on this call, if you care about the people in your life, if you care about helping others, because, you know, this is really what we're doing. Obviously, we're trying to supplement some income or maybe quit our crappy job and, and maybe turn into a full-time coach. But you don't want to think about that. You want to think about eating right, exercising, and helping people and asking questions. That's really, that's really it. If you did those four things, then, then you can't fail. It's because you're not selling ice to Eskimos. You're selling products for a country that is suffering uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And, uh, and that's really the difference. You guys all still there? I'm just checking. Still here? Yeah, it's all great stuff, man. It's all good, great good, stuff. good. Good. I heard a little beep. I thought, oh, I lost the call or something, but I'm glad you're all here. So I just want to kind of finish up by saying this. And then, and then uh, Jeffrey and Jason, if you guys want to you know, ask me a couple of questions that you've gotten from everybody, I'm glad to answer them. So I'm 56 years old. I don't know how the hell that happened. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird because quite often now I'm the oldest guy in the room. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't really bother me. But I can't believe how fast it went. You know, I mean, I remember 46 like it was yesterday. I remember 36 like it was yesterday. I remember 26 like it was yesterday. You know, and so, so life is, is shockingly short. And as a 56-year-old, I, I know that I'm going to be 66 in, in a very short period of time. And so, you know, there's, there's no time to mess around. There's no time to wait. There's no time to, to just say, well, okay, I'm going to do it next week. 
or, you know, once I get all my ducks in a row, I'm going to finally, you know, really kick into high gear with this coaching opportunity. It's like, it's like breathing. You see, when you stop doing it, you die. Right? It's like eating. Stop doing it, you die. It's like drinking water. You stop doing it, and you die. Coaching, the coaching business, when you stop, everything dies. Right? Everything comes to a halt. You don't physically die, obviously. But the opportunity dies. It just goes away. And then you become, you become kind of frustrated, and you become sort of irritated, and you... And you and, 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 the, and the process is unpleasurable. It shouldn't be. If you're just consistent with it, like you're breathing and you're eating and you're sleeping and you're exercising, then everything will grow at its own pace, in its own way, but it'll grow. It'll get absolutely positively move forward. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't even have to be a high school graduate. You just have to be willing to exercise so people see that you're taking care of yourself, eating well so that your brain functions at a higher level so you can have the energy and enthusiasm to build this business, and then hanging out with other coaches on the phone, on webinars, on calls like this, whatever it is, and gathering new information. And if you feel like you don't have enough and you're stuck, you keep asking more questions. And it will, it will grow because it's not like we're running out of customers, right, at 316 million Americans in this country to partake. There's a lot of people out there who still need our help, and they don't even know, don't even know that, that you're doing this, don't even know this opportunity exists, don't even know that there's a Shakeology or a P90X3 uh, or any of these things. I mean, they've heard about it. You know, I mean, it's kind of up to you guys on this call and all the other coaches in this country to be able to make a difference. And it requires that you get a little bit uncomfortable as much as you possibly can. And, it, and getting uncomfortable doesn't mean, you know, you're at, in Auschwitz, pronounce it right finally. It means that you just need to take care of yourself, learn more, and help other people and ask a bunch of questions. And, and, and if you do that, oh, by the way, the residual effect is going to be that checks are going to come in the mail. And I'm telling you, man, those checks can be pretty addictive. Oh, wow, more effort, more checks, more checks, more stuff, more, more, more stuff, um, more money in the bank, less worries in the world. I tell you, um, the, the bane of the existence in the Horton family growing up was money, always, every time. And I bet you, you know, as I say that some of you are nodding your head up and down. Your parents, you and your own family, paying bills, not being able to afford a new car, not being able to, you know, add, add on to the house, not being able to buy new clothes. It's a, excuse my friends, my first time I'm going to swear the whole call. It's a shitty feeling, and nobody likes that feeling. And so you have an opportunity to do a really awesome thing for other people to change their life physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. Holy smokes. While selling, uh, not selling, but while um, sharing products that work. I mean, I don't know how every coach in this country isn't going full steam ahead for a minimum of two or three hours a day, even if they have another job. It, 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 it works too well. The opportunity is too amazing, and the products are too awesome. And so, you know, you just if you're scared, good. Good. Now, now go do something. Use that fear and use it in a positive direction. Don't just sit on your fear. It, it's... 
it's just going to make you feel lousy. And I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about. So P90X, P90X2, P90X3, what are they? They're three-month programs. One, not, it's not, you know, 21-day fix. 21-day fix, different program, different philosophy, different approach, right? Great results with 21-day fix, but different kinds of results than you would get with P90X. The results that you get with P90X are more extreme because you're giving yourself 90 days, an hour pop, except for that horrible hour and a half yoga. Who thought of that? All right, so obviously when you put more time and effort into something, the, re- the result is going to be greater. All right? And so that's, that's what I would tell each and every one of you to do. Take the next three months. February 1st is around the corner. Just mark that calendar with a big, giant red X. And then next to it, write the word go, exclamation point. And just, just play. I'm going to eat better. I'm going I'm to start getting serious with my fitness. Probably a lot of you already are. But if you aren't, now's the time because you want the energy and enthusiasm to be able to go out and kick some ass. You know, right? And those two things are, that's the, that's the linchpin. That's the, that's the starting point, right? That's really, really has to start. And then you just go, okay, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm not a one-star coach. I'm not, I'm not anything. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of get going. What's your goal? How far are you going to go? How many questions are you going to ask? Be a pain in somebody's butt. If you have a, a, other coaches who are successful and you know them, they want you to be successful too. So not asking them questions uh, is crazy. And they want you to. I mean, why do you think Jason and Jeffrey are on this call right now? Why, does it, why do you think they, they have, what do they do? You know, oh, I don't want to call Tony. I mean, you know, he's super busy and he's traveling a lot. And, you know, he's on vacation in Jackson Hole. And, and you know, maybe we could do it without him. I mean, we, we have the know-how. We, we can probably figure this out. We can, no. They got on the call. They bugged, they bugged Shauna. I know both of them. I'm fans of both of them. On vacation, not a problem. I'll take care of them because this thing matters. This thing's important. It's important to them. It's important to me. It's important to you because we're doing an amazing thing here for the people in this country and for ourselves in a whole bunch of ways. And so, you know, that's really basically all I want, I want to talk about because uh, uh, I think it's critical. I think it's critical that, that, that a lot of you out there who are kind of in that neither here nor there phase need to make a decision. Get out. Go away. Stop becoming an anchor on the process. Because you can't expect Jeff and, and, and uh, Jason to keep, you know, pulling you along. You don't want you, and you hate that. You're like, oh, my God, I should be doing more. You should just stop. Stop being a coach. But I'm telling you, there's going to be 25,000 of them at Summit. Last year, there was barely 8,600. What does that tell you? 8,600, 25,000, something's going on. Something's going on. And it's making a big difference in people's lives, and it's making a big difference in, in the people's lives in this country. So get all the way in or get all the way out. But I'm telling you, man, if you're all the way in, it's amazing what we can do. And the only reason why this thing's ever going to die is that everybody in this country is super fit and healthy. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to happen in the next 100 years. So you've got about 100 years to work on that, all right? Um, so please, I beg of you, take, take advantage of this opportunity. Go all in. And, and if you feel like it's just not your thing, then there's no reason to do it. You know I mean? I had all kinds of opportunities when I was younger, and I just gravitated to this because it made me feel good, because I love the way it makes me feel. I love the way it makes me feel when I'm meeting people and talking to people. 
and what they've been able to achieve just in weight loss, just in fitness, just in wellness, and, and changing their financial situations from coaching. Uh, and you have that opportunity too. So rock on, carry on, and get uncomfortable. Good stuff, Tony. Really appreciate that. Um, we are going to, if you got a couple minutes, take a couple questions. I know Jason's got one he wants to kick off with, and then i got one, and we'll, we'll take a couple from the page, and then we'll let you get back to your vacation. Appreciate you joining us. Jason. Well, great stuff, man. Uh, every word that comes out of your mouth is always an inspiration. Um, one of the things that's been popular on our thread as a question for you, and, um, you know, some newer coaches are a little bit scared that they're seeing P90X accessories in the store. So, um, how do you think that affects the brand, and is that something we should worry about or look forward to? You know, that is so funny. It blows my mind that people think that somehow the P90X retail gear is going to slow down their their coaching business, when in actuality, you know, look, what you guys get out into the world uh, is exclusive to you. You know what I mean? The, the retail stuff is just like anything else. It's putting, it's, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is the coaches, uh, the website, none of that stuff has those products. These are separate products designed to just be sold in retail stores and sporting goods stores. The idea here is to keep the P90X brand alive. Now, think about it. It's, it's almost 11 years old. And we don't, like, for example, last, last month, I think the, the company spent a grand total of, last month, I'm sorry, last week, the company spent a grand total of $1,000 on media on TV. So you had to literally be, you know, in, in Anchorage, Alaska at 4 o'clock in the morning to find a, a P90X infomercial on. But we made uh, close to a million dollars in revenue. How is that possible? How is that possible? A million dollars in revenue? That's because of you. That's because of coaches. Um, and that's because of word of mouth. And that's because the P90X brand is, is, is a prevalent brand. So when you talk about it, you say, hey, I'm a coach, blah, 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 P90X. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, or I've done that, or I had that. I set that on the shelf. You know, it's something that's easy to talk about because it's still out there. So, you know, if we didn't do that, chances are that the, P, the, the original P90X brand would fade away. I mean, you know, look at, look at all the other products. Look at Billy Blank's products. Can you, can you see Billy, Billy Blank's products anywhere? I mean, you know. He didn't start a coaching thing. He didn't, you know, he might have a couple things on the shelf, but I haven't seen them lately. You know, Mari Windsor's Pilates. What happened to that? You know, all these products were as big as P90X at their peak, but now they're all gone. So the idea here is to do some advertising in, in a completely different way by throwing the P90X name on pieces of fitness equipment that, you know, you wouldn't technically need it, you know, even for it. Uh, P90X workouts. So, you know, the last thing you need to worry about is the fact that, you know, there's free advertising going on all across the country in sporting goods stores so that people know, still know the P90X name. Right. And that's exactly kind of what I give to um, the pushback on it is that, you know, people are going to go to buy um, these sports stores and buy a jump rope and buy a pull-up bar. And it's just, if we have our brand name out there and they're getting maybe one free workout with it, they're going to come back to the website and they're going to look for support and they're going to be buying Shakeology and recovery drink and protein bars. So like you said, I think it's really um, an advantageous um, route for more advertising, expanding the branding. So thank you. Yep. You know, and, and you know, an argument that I heard, which I don't know, I didn't necessarily like the argument, but 
you know, there are certain things that are going to happen in the world. You get up in the morning, and sometimes it's 72.5 and sunny, and there's nobody on the road, and you have a nice, easy, tra- nice, easy route to work. Other times you wake up, and there's a blizzard, and it's, it's 22 degrees, and it's miserable, and, and cars are everywhere. And so you still have to go to work. You still have to go to work. <laughs> All right? So you can focus on the things that you think are going to slow the process down, or you can focus on the, on the solutions that will help you, you know, uh, move forward. You know, it's so funny. It's like I was watching uh, the Pro Bowl last week, and they narrowed the, uh, the uh, goalposts. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like the, the kickers could go, nope, sorry, goalposts were more narrow. I'm not going to play. <laughs> you kick the ball anyway, man. You kick the ball anyway. So uh, you're right, Jason. The goal here really is to understand the positive end of this and, and you know, at Beachbody Corporate, they are, I mean, I was in a meeting the other day with Siggy, Sean, Shalene, Autumn, and me, just the five trainers, Carl Dykler, John Congdon, um, uh, everybody, you know, all the big shots over at Beach, Beachbody, all the top VPs. And one of the main topics of conversation was about that very thing. They care so much about making sure that the coaching, you know, that the coaches don't get screwed in any way, shape, or form because I don't even know if this is – I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but whatever. <laughs> nobody told me not to, so I'm going to tell you. We're making more money. More, we're generating more revenue through the coaching opportunity than we are through the infomercials. And it happened, I think, I don't know, three or four or five months ago. So what mm. you all are doing collectively as coaches is bringing more money to Beachbody than, than my infomercial ever did. So that goes to show you that, that this is a very viable, amazing opportunity, you know what I mean? So, so and, and, you know, I can't tell you how much money is going out. out. I mean, you know, Jeff and, and Jason, you guys are getting checks, or the coaches are getting checks. It's crazy the amount of money going out to you guys. Um, and uh, the opportunity is, is insane, man. So, so uh, you know, and, and we, we, we understand that. You know, there's there's you know, four legs to hold up every table, and the coaching one is is one big strong leg, and we're and we're very aware of that. So, corporate does everything they possibly can to make sure that you know we're not messing with that. We would never do it. So, Tony, I got a I got a question for you. A comment. A lot of the questions being posted kind of around a common theme about you know how do you get past a stranger danger? How do you um, just change who you are and take a chance? I remember 2010 sitting at your fit camp, your, one of your fit camps in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona with Jason. And it was in the evening, and um, you and me and Tracy and a bunch of people were sitting there just talking stories. You were giving us some great stories. But one of the stories that's always really stayed with me was how you, you talked that night about how you kind of got introduced to Beachbody. I remember you talking about, um, you know, there was a, an individual that you didn't necessarily get along with very well in a, like a rec league basketball and you guys kind of just didn't see eye to eye. And he ended up introducing you to amazing opportunity. And that whole concept of taking a chance and doing something that's scary or out of your norm just really resonated with me and how this theme of this call. So a lot of people on this call that don't really necessarily know or heard that story, maybe you could just microcosm it in a real, real quick second and sum up and how it would relate to just doing something scary and seeing something great happen as a coach. Uh, Jeff, I'm glad to. You know, it's interesting. 
because that story has everything to do, obviously, with my success and, and maybe even the fact that we're on this call and there are people on this call and it's a coaching thing. You know, it's just so and, – and it could happen to anybody. Anybody on this call, if they're willing to sort of participate in, in a version of what happened to me on a regular basis, um, is always going to be a, a, a net positive. It's inevitable, you know. So anyway, back in those days when I was, you know, just a trainer, I, I had a pretty good life. I mean, I was training Billy Idol and Tom Petty and – and Stevie Nicks from the Arrhythmics and, and uh, Stephen Stills and Crosby Stills, Nash and & Young and, uh, you know, a couple other actors and Jason Sheff, from, who's a coach from uh, Chicago, pushed in Chicago. But, you know, I mean, I was getting in my broken-down car and driving all over the city and, and uh, you know, I mean, still in debt and still, you know, I had like 18 credit cards and using one credit card to pay off the other was just such a nightmare. But, because, you know, I mean, you only can train one person at a time. And if one, one's in Venice, you know, you train them for an hour and 15 minutes and you get in your car and you go to Malibu and that takes, you know, almost an hour and you train it, whatever. So, you know, you feel like a big shot, but in reality, you're just sort of everybody's slave who's driving all over town. And at that time, I was reading a lot of self-help books. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to be successful, so I read everything from everybody, you know, from Don Miguel Ruiz to Tony Robbins to, to uh, M. Scott Peck. You know, I mean, I, I, my, my library is probably 30%, you know, self-help books. And these were successful people who, you know, finance and romance and, and all of it. You know, I had a lot of bodybuilding books back in those days from Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <clears throat> you know, these are successful people who written books on how to be better. And so I read them. And in one of the books, it said uh, uh, there was a little uh, test at the end of every chapter. And in this particular book, it, um, it could have even been, who's that book? Uh, uh, the Magic Lamp. Uh, Keith Ellis' The Magic Lamp. I'm pretty sure it was that book. And it said, go out of your way and do something really nice for somebody that you're in conflict with. Whoa. That means I have to to go be nice. Do something nice for somebody I don't like. So whatever. I went to this basketball. I played this basketball league, and and, uh, there was this one guy who was there, and he was this, you know, sort of this executive who worked for Guffey Venker. Guffey Venker is one of our competitors. You know, they do... um, they do proactive solution and uh, a bunch of different infomercials. You know, very proactive is probably the, is, is the number one uh, grossing infomercial in the world all time. You know, they've sold more acne cream than anybody. And this guy was the CEO of the company named Ben Vandevan. <clears throat> and you know, he he and I didn't get along. You know, every Saturday we usually end up you know arguing about a call or something. You know what I mean? Or he would argue that I didn't pass the ball that I was you know, hogging the ball or for, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So he was just one of these super competitive guys, and I just thought he was a bonehead, you know. And then on this particular day, we're playing, and we happen to be in the same team, and we happen to have won. So we didn't argue that day so much. <laughs> but I still didn't really get along with the guy. We didn't really talk to each other between the games. And then I thought of this, I thought of this little passage in the, in the book, and I thought, okay, well, here's my opportunity. I might as well just get it over with. And so I went up to the guy, sort of with my tail between my legs. Oh, because he was bitching about his weight. And he was like, oh, I can't get up down this basketball court. I've got to lose these 30 pounds. And so I just went up and I asked him, and, and he was surprisingly receptive, which blew my mind. Now, he could have just said no, right, which, you know, happens probably more often than not when you go up to, you know, when you're looking for an opportunity or you're looking for some help. People just say, hey, man, I can't help you, or they blow you off, or they give you some kind of lame answer or something. But he just said, yeah, you know, so I wrote down my phone number, and by the time I got home, he had called me up, and we set up a, a date to, to train, and it was the following Monday, so that was a Saturday, and uh, he came over to my apartment, my little crappy three-bedroom apartment, two-bedroom at that time, 
And we found out that we had a lot of a lot in common, which is often the case, right? We started chatting and blah blah blah. And so I trained the guy for a year. And he said, "Hey, I got this guy coming to town from Philly. His name is Carl Deichler. Uh He's you know he's really creative guy. He's kind of starting out. And I think I'm going to hire him. And uh, you guys might get along." And so Carl came over. I guess a week later. And, he was in town for a little while and looking to kind of, you know, looking at apartments and looking to maybe work over at, at, at Guffey Ranker, and that's exactly what happened. He, he ended up getting an apartment here, a little tiny place, and he was just a cog in the wheel, just a tiny little creative cog in the wheel. That's all he was. He was one of hundreds of employees, just another name, you know, on the wall, uh, nobody special. And then... Uh, you know, Carl and I hit it off. We just laughed a lot, and we had the same, very similar kind of personality, you know. And if you guys you guys know Carl, a lot of you too, and when he speaks, you know, he, he and I are quite similar. So, um, uh, you know, then we did this. He just said, hey, look, you know, I really like what you do. I got Carl in pretty good shape. I went off to Canada and did a movie um, called, called The 13th Warrior, which no one saw. If you look really closely, I'm in it twice, but you better not blink. Um, but I was up, up in Canada for almost three and a half months training these actors and Tony Medeiros and some others. Um, and I came back and, and I looked at Carl and go, man, dude, you look insane. What would you do? He said, I did that program that you told me to do. You know, kind of when you do weights one day and you do cardio, weights, cardio, weights, like six days a week. Oh, you know, so, which was basically the beginning of, of, of the original Power 90. So we did this little thing with Debbie Sievers called Great Body Guaranteed. And he just said, hey, he gave me a couple thousand dollars. To, to develop it and to be in it, and I, you know, I never made that kind of bread like in a couple of days. I was out of my mind. And then uh, investors saw it. It ran. It sold. Investors saw it. Carl didn't want to work for Bugatti Ranker anymore. Uh, he uh, asked Ben for a for a good guy who kind of run uh, who could kind of help run the company. And Ben said, "Yeah, I got a, my roommate from UCLA, John Condon." So John wasn't even looking for a job. And Carl met him, and they got along. And John's life changed a little bit too, and and here we are, you know, almost 16 years later, and we're a billion-dollar company, and I'm in my house in Jackson Hole, looking at the mountain, and uh, I could only, you know, in a million trillion years imagine that I'd be sitting here looking out at the lights and looking up at the mountain, and 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 having this this place, you know, uh, I'm very humbled by it. I just uh, really am. And if you're on, if you ever go to my YouTube channel, you know. Tony Hort Fitness on YouTube. You'll see my little cribs episode, and you'll see exactly where I am. And uh, it's as a result of of uh, going out of my way and doing something nice for others. And so you have to say yes. If there's an opportunity of any nature conceived by you or recommended by someone else, you have to follow through, or you failed, or you failed. That particular moment, you haven't failed in life, but you've you failed you failed out on missing an opportunity. And trust me, before I made that decision to, to ask Ben if he wanted to work out, I said no 98% of the time. 98% of the time, opportunities came my way over and over and over again. Two guys approached me and wanted to do an audio workout thing that people could buy, and they would listen to my voice. And when they're in the gym. They, they would follow my voice on their cassette deck or something, I guess. I mean, that's how long ago it was. And they would just say, all right, hey, this is Tony Horton. Walk up to the lap pull machine. You're going to try to do 8 to 12 reps. Make sure your form is good. Engage your – whatever, right? And then, but I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I, just, I just kept on coming up with excuses as to why I, was just, I just lied. I mean, there were these two guys that were willing to invest in me 
to do that product? And I said, no. So Jeffrey and Jason are investing in you to take advantage of this opportunity to help grow your business, to help save your life, to help save the lives of the people around you, to help change the culture in this country. That's all they're asking me to do, and they're going to show you every step of the way. How do you say no to that? How do you, you know, some people aren't designed to talk to people about stuff like this. There are so many coaches that should be mailmen or truck drivers or nurses or uh, accountants. That's just kind of what they're, they're good at, and they're not great at talking to people about how to make their lives better. So you have to decide, you have to decide which of those two things you are. Am I, am I really good at this, and I'm not going to make as much money, and, but I'm good at it, and, and I'm okay, and I don't need a new car, and, and those things don't matter to me, and that's fine. I mean, whatever. At least you, you've made a decision. <clears throat> but if you care about your health, your wellness, your longevity, the quality of your life, how happy and joyous you could possibly be, and don't mind being outside of your comfort zone a lot, at least initially, then you should just take the 90 days and do it. Just do it. You know, I mean, it's like the start of everything. Remember when you first started P90X? You just want, all, I did, all you did was scream and yell at me and, and curse at me. And, uh, and, and you almost, and you quit and started and quit and started, but eventually you did it. And you were better and you were stronger and you were healthier and you had more energy and you could do stuff and you looked good. But the beginning sucked. The beginning always sucks. You're always scared at the beginning. The more you do, the better you get. The more you do, the better you get. Say it with me, even though I can't hear you. The more you do, the better you get. And be okay with the fact that the beginning is going to suck. That's life. That's life with everything. It's not like, you know, you, you start school in the fifth grade. You don't. You start nursery school because that's what you can handle. So handle what you can handle at the beginning. That's all. But saying no, saying no is a travesty. It's a travesty. Please don't do that. If you're going to do that, then stop being a coach and go do something else. That's all I got to say about that. Awesome answer. Awesome. Jason, do you have anything else? Or I want to get Tony back to his vacation. Um, I know there's a few other Oh, I'm in there. now. You can't get Oh, me. you're in now. <laughs> you got... We got him. We got him. Yeah, go hey, ahead. Um, yeah, kind of based upon that. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you want to ask another question, I'm all, I'm all in. For sure. Um, well, at, kind of along the same lines as Jeff there, there's one of the stories that you told at uh, one of the camps that um, I was I was really um, excited about, and that was when you were at the airport and you met uh, Jack Elaine, and I know that he was really significant to you. And really what I want to know is kind of how does it feel for you to know that you've had you know a, such a big impact on – you know, the health of this country, and if not the world, and, you know, similar to the, the size of the impact that somebody like he had. Well, you know, here's what's interesting. Um, and a lot of you are probably too young to even know who Jack LaLanne is. You know, he passed away a couple years back at 96, and, you know, he's the godfather of fitness. And he was a guy who was doing, doing amazing things. And back in the, in the 50s, at the, uh, you know, the beginning of television, he had a daytime uh, – uh, you know, fitness show, and he would do everything he could with a chair. You know, what I mean, I mean, he was a guy who had he used to go to the gym and work out with everything. You know, on his own. You know, he had you know he'd pull up some push-ups and lat pull machines and hack squat machines and everything. I mean, he loved equipment. He used it quite often. He used to also, also used dumbbells. But you know, this show was for for housewives, 
in between soap operas to kind of help women just be fit. And everything was through a chair. You know, you just take a chair, you put your leg up, you do a push-up on it, you know, you hold it for, for a lunge, whatever it was. He, you know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty charismatic and charismatic guy. And he was also known for um, a lot of his physical feats. You know, there's a great picture that I had in my refrigerator at home for a long time where he is at the beach, right, you know, where I used to work out to, doing a back bend. So he's doing a back bend, right? And this is a very muscular guy who was doing a perfect back bend. And there was a guy standing on his stomach while he was in a back bend. And then there was a guy standing on the shoulders of a guy standing on the stomach while he was doing a back bend. And there was a guy standing on the shoulders of the guy standing on the shoulders of the guy that was standing uh, of Jacqueline in a back bend. And there were four guys standing on each other's shoulders while the bottom guy was standing on uh, Jacqueline's stomach in a back bend. Jacqueline used to take a rowboat when he was 50, 60, 70 years old. I don't think he did it when he was 80. Maybe he did. But when he was 50, he took 50 people and he put them in 50 rowboats and he, and he connected all the rowboats, the 50 people with the 50 uh, rowboats all together. He shackled his hands and his feet, connected all those people in all those rowboats and then swam across the San Francisco Bay to Alcatraz. Now, you think, that's not even, how is that even possible? At 50, at 60, at, at 60, it was 60 rowboats. At 70, it was 70 rowboats. I mean, holy crap. And this was going on, and very few people knew about it because there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there were no cell phones. I mean, you know, it was like, a weird, it was like on the back of the sports page, and, and most people didn't know he was doing these things. He was a superhuman. You could take Sean T., me, Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the, the greatest athletes in the world put us all together, and he would kick our ass. Wow. He was superhuman. But his advantage, my advantage over his was that I have more exposure. So I'm not nearly as a, a physical badass as he is. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty good communicator. I mean, I can certainly make a point, help people understand that this process is really important. I might be able to do that as well as Jacqueline. But I couldn't physically do the things that he could do. But I have, I have the kind of exposure that he, he could never have because times have changed. So I, I feel extraordinarily humbled by the fact that the things that I've created have helped millions of people. It's a freaky to me, you know. And so I can go a week and nobody will tap me on the shoulder and I'll think, well, all right, I'm not having much of an impact. But I'll go to an airport and I get mobbed some days. I mean, it's just, it's just sort of hit and miss. But as you guys know, and anybody who's on this call who's met me, if you've got a story to tell, I'll stop and listen, unless I'm late for a plane. Then I might, I might have to just keep going. But 99.9% but .9 of the time, you want an autograph, you get one. You want a picture, you get one. You want to have a conversation with me, you got it. Because it, it, I mean, can you imagine not being nice to people who have changed their lives through one of these things that you've done? It's just it's too critical, man. So, I, you know, I, I, I got success late in life. I'm sure there's people on this call that are in their 20s and 30s who are kind of sc scratching your head. Hey, that was me. I did, I, I, Beachbody came into my life when I was 43 years old. Wow. So I was, you know, in my, I was taken care of by my parents, you know, probably up, up to the age of 25. But between 26-ish, 20, when I couldn't ask for money anymore from my parents, between 26 and, 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 and four, my early 40s, I was on my own, and I was flat broke and in debt 
having to go down to the Panama, uh, Santa Monica Pier or into, into Westwood, UCLA. That was a train mime. I know, I know. Some of you know that. Some of you don't, but now you all do. And I would put my mime makeup on and my black outfit on, and I'd put my hat in the ground, and I would, I would do mime for as, for as long as it took so I could make about 25 bucks so I could live on Cheerios and yogurt for three days for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, a lot of you had that situation where I didn't know where the rent money was coming. Rent was due in two days, didn't have the money, couldn't ask my parents, couldn't borrow any more money from people. I mean, freaking out. And I'd go down to that pier, man, and I'd make the, whatever, a couple hundred dollars just to pay my rent. So, so, you know, you're not having to do that, man. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is just be part of an amazing company, helping lots of people, and you've got all the infrastructure you need. And, and all you have to do is say yes. And be fit and eat right. I mean, holy smokes, man! It's 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 easy. You know what I mean? You didn't survive Auschwitz. You just you just need to get out of plain, same, simple survival mode, and you need to get into uh, thrive mode. And that's all I did. And I just followed the rules. Followed the rules. You know, if you're getting drunk and you're being a punk, you, you you're you're not you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? If, if you're, there's a webinar, you know it's there, and you have the time, and you blow it off. Well, then, what what was that about? You know what I mean? If you got a question, you know what your questions are. You know what they are. Write them down. I mean, I mean even if they seem stupid and ridiculous, and that you think you should, you're supposed to know that already. If you don't know it, then you need to ask it again. I mean, I'm embarrassing on how many times you know. When I we were in that meeting the other day with with all the trainers and Carl and John. I would say the percentages of, of times that I spoke and asked questions was about 500 times more than any of the other trainers. <laughs> maybe, they just, maybe they just knew more than I knew, but I wasn't leaving that room until I knew everything. And I think the meeting ran about an hour and a half longer as a result of my desire to want to know. But, I mean, later, you know, everybody who was in the meeting said, hey, man, really appreciate your, your, your desire to participate and to learn, you know. Uh, and so that's it. And, you know, and all the, all the top coaches do that. They really do. They're always thinking outside of the box. They're always outside of their comfort zone. And some of them make it look easier than others. You know, I mean, that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, when I first started in this business, I was awful. I was awful. I mean, I don't know why I kept getting hired. <laughs> I mean, it's freaky. But I think it was my tenacity and my desire to want to be better, and, and, and people noticed that. And, and, and Jeff and, and, uh, and uh, Jason will notice that in you. And, uh, and you can watch that business grow if you do it. There you go. <clears throat> so, Tony, when you were up here last, I remember you uh, telling a little bit about you had a venture with um, 7-Eleven coming, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, postings and following you on Instagram. How is that going? Any chance of that ever going national? Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because this is, this is a tale of life, right? So... Um, to make a long story good, you know, we had this great opportunity. Some of the people that were involved at 7-Eleven, uh, right at its launch, were fired because um, there were a lot of other people at 7-Eleven that didn't like the idea. You know, if it, ain't, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know, we're not the kind of company that sells health food. No one in our no one's going to come in. And so we were kind of left hanging in the wind. And um, the 107 stores in the, in the San Fernando Valley became 76 stores. And 76 became 40 stores, and 40 became eventually zero stores. And so now the, the, the effort is to retool it and put it in 115 different stores in different locations. 
Um, and so just when you think, you know, you, you can start counting the money, uh, excuse the expression, shit happens. And, um, and that's just kind of where it is right now. So it's a total retool. Uh, we got rid of the salads early on, and, and that helped boost the numbers. But we're not, you know, the bummer is, and this is not the case with Beachbody, you know, which, which you guys are very lucky. We're dealing, I'm dealing with a, a very large corporation that's been around for a very long time that is run out of Japan. And so, so uh, you know, and our, and our inside guy isn't there anymore. So we have other people who have taken his place. But it, 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 it wasn't their vision. It wasn't their passion. It's not their thing. Now they just put their hand in this new, this new job. And so they don't, you know, they're just going through the motions. And so, you know, we're beating our head to try to get this thing in 115 new stores um, in different neighborhoods where it would probably be more applicable. So um, it's a hiccup. It's part of the process. Am I going to, you know, cry in my cereal? No, man. We're just going to keep I – wrote, I wrote a note to the CEO of 7-Eleven. I just wrote him a big old note, and I told him what was going on, and I told him how I felt, and I told him how, you know, how exciting an opportunity this is. And also the other the fact is that all 7-Elevens, including McDonald's and Burger King's and everything else, are going to start having to display their calorie accounts. The host has joined amount. the conference. Hello. Um, you guys there? And um, so that's, I'm still here. That's what's, hap- that's what's happened. Here. And uh, we know we're in, we're in retool mode, and, uh, but we're, you know, we're still pressing forward. Awesome. Jason, any final questions here? Yeah, there's another new topic, and maybe this is what you guys were talking about there at corporate. Um, the on-demand. Um, so many people have been asking to download the videos, and people are doing it illegally. And you know, I for one am excited to see it go. Um, Beachbody enter that realm, and just just like you've talked about the character of Carl and yourself, like I know when Beachbody does, it's going to be amazing. They brought on people from Hulu to do it, so it's going to be awesome. But just wanted to get your feedback. Um, we had a couple questions about how you feel about venturing into this downloadable streaming content. It's about time. It's about time. We're, we're, we're late to the game. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's, it's like the transition from um, 8-track tapes to cassettes. All right, you hang on to this thing, you got it, you stick it in your car, it's kind of weird and archaic, and then cassettes come along, and you go, okay, well, then all of a sudden there's no more 8-track tapes. Some of you listening going, are saying, what's anyway, an 8-track tape? It was the thing that came in after records. <laughs> it was a little, had, a little, had a little moment there, you know what I mean? So you got your record. First, first is your singing, just your singing, you know, on the campfire as a caveman. That's one. And then came, you know, um, the, 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 the record. And then came quadraphonic sound. So if you were in college in the 70s, you had four speakers the size of, uh, of a couch in every corner, and you thought you were the modern man. Um, and then cassettes came, and then, you know, obviously what replaced cassettes were, were, were CDs and DVDs. And, um, but, you know, technology is changing at the speed of light, or I should say the speed of sound. Um, and, and a lot of companies like Andy Byrne and others uh, have been spinning this up for a while. Their content is pretty lame. I mean, they don't have Sean, myself, and Shaleen, or Autumn, and you know, Sagi, and, you know, these really well-produced uh, Programs, you know, I mean, like a start to finish program. It's just like, hey, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that. <clears throat> so the concept is pretty neat. But we already have, you know, the best content in the world. And, you know, we're, we're sitting around waiting, waiting, waiting. Is it now? Is it now? Is it now? Do we have the right people in place? You know, we didn't have the right people in place. We didn't have the right, we didn't have the people who kind of really could make that change. 
And so I don't know if there's any, I guess it's been released to some coaches, and then I think March 1st, you know, a lot, most of my content, I'm just very fortunate, but 90% of my content, except for P90, I believe, is going to be streamable. So the really cool thing as a coach is, to your advantage, it's instantly um, accessible. All right, so when you're trying to talk about it to somebody, you just say, hey, go to this, you know, go to this site. Here's what it is a month. You get all this content. You're not just getting P90. You're getting all of it. And you're getting for like 38 bucks for three months. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, you could, you could, you know, you could bail out any time. And, and uh, I, I saw uh, Carl and, all, and John, each one of our trainers, our own um, iPad, you know, with all the stuff on it. And, after, you know, every month we're going to release a little bit more, a little bit more. And, you know, before you know it, like, within the next six months, every, you know, you're going to be able to watch almost everything that's going to be And the cool thing is, you know, you, from Hall and Kano to, you know, one-on-one -on -one year two to, you know, Pio, it's, it's all going to be there. And uh, it's, it's super exciting, you know. So it's like, with, it's like with the P90X retail gear. We do this stuff to help you guys make it easier to recruit more people and make the whole process more simple. It's not like I can think, oh, my God, it's going to take money in my pocket. I don't know. The checks keep getting bigger, and we keep writing more of them to more people. So, so that ain't it, you know. Um, I think it's a really exciting time for us. Here's what's really funny. You know, like we're all sitting around, and, and the guys that we brought in from Hulu, I mean, this team, I, I met them, I met all of them kind of at once um, about a month ago. You know, they're like all these, they're all just hunkered down, you know, in their little cubicles, uh, putting this thing together. And the presentation at this summit meeting of the coaches, we, we were all gobsmacked. I mean, we were just looking at it going, oh, my God, this is so, so nice, so fancy, so first class, you know what I mean? So, so easy to operate. It was uh, really, really cool. And so as a coach, you get to go here, you, you have this now. You know, you, you, can, uh, you can help uh, put this out in the world. And we're like, we're like, you know, it's like the Apollo 11 launch. We really have no idea what's going to happen. You know what I mean? We hope that hell the thing takes off and goes around the moon and, a guy, and then the thing lands and a guy gets out and walks around and puts the flag and gets back in and comes back to Earth. You know what I mean? You know, when you do something for the first time, especially the amount of content we have with this very special relationship that we have with you guys, you know, we just want to make sure it's right. And, uh, and so far the feedback's been EPIA, you know, so it's cool. It's really cool. I mean, think about it. No longer do you have to watch an infomercial, which is kind of a bummer for me, but I hope you're still watching, and, and, uh, and then uh, sit through that thing and then write down that 800 number and then call it, and you get on the phone with some guy from India. Not that there's something wrong with that, but whatever, and he says his name is Bob, and that's not really his name, and, uh, and, and then he tries to talk you into buying a bunch of stuff you don't really want. But then maybe you do because some of the other stuff is really cool. But then you have to sit through that whole process and you give me your credit card number and you sit around and wait. And you wait for this box to come. And this box comes and it's got all this stuff. And so you have to, you know, you open it up and you, you read the, you know, diet book and the workout thing. And then you have these discs. You know what I mean? And you take a disc and then you put it in a, in a machine. And then you have to get through, you have to kind of sit through all the warnings and, you know, and, and Tony's uh, Shakeology commercial and whatever else. And uh, and then it's just it's like it's like I don't know it's like the Ice Man coming to your house or the Milkman. You don't need it anymore. You don't need it. You don't need the Ice Man. You don't need the Milkman. You don't need DVP. It's old fashioned. And if the, and the longer we stay there, the more silly we look. So 
it's about time. Good anyway, fellas, I I, uh, I know I, I know I was going to give you half an hour. I gave you an hour and five minutes, <laughs> and I'm glad I did. We love you. I think I think uh, you know I love you two guys too. You guys are such you're such just first rate, awesome dudes, and uh, you really do care about this opportunity and you care about your coaches. And you know, this is my you know here's my minute accolades to you guys. You know, you keep plugging away. You know, it's not always an easy process, but because you love it. And because you're good at it, you're, you're only hoping your drive, and this is for everybody else listening, is to be able to kind of duplicate what they've already done. And it's, and it's duplicatable, you know, and it, but it just takes time. It wasn't like Jason or Jeffrey just woke up one morning and went, oh, I'm going to be a multi-star coach and just kill it, you know what I mean? No, no. They, just, they understood the importance of it. They understood the impact of it. They understood how it can help their lives. They understood how it can help the lives of people get involved. And that's all that, that was enough for them. That was enough for them. They just said, sign me up, show me how, and, and I, want to, I want to get more people to do what I'm doing. And so, you know, three cheers to you guys. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there where I scratch my head and go, boy, that person is lacking a certain amount of, I don't know, integrity. And it's like any business. Like, you can't, well, you know, you can't go to, you know, you can't go to Apple and assume everybody's a, you know, a super fantastic person. There's boneheads everywhere. But you guys are awesome. And, and, uh, and if everybody just kind of follows their, their, their style and their technique and their approach, um, then you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And uh, that, that's why I wanted to get on this call for you guys because I just like you and I trust you and, and you're disseminating this stuff the right way. And, and uh, it's all about the integrity of, of, of building the business and helping other people. And that's, that's money in my book. Tony, I appreciate that and really appreciate you taking the time out to, to join us. And like Jason, man, we love you. And uh, uh, really, you know, had a great time this past summer with you up here in Michigan. We'll, we'll do that again sometime in the near future. And really, really appreciate you taking the time out to, to join us tonight. My pleasure, Jeffrey. Really, man. Uh, it was great coming out this summer and, and spending some time in mid-Michigan and, uh, and looking out across those fields that are covered in snow now with a little bit of wind and, uh, and just wishing somebody was uh, kite skiing on them. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh We'll jump right on that and get, get, a, get a thing here for next time you visit in the winter. Yeah, so. yeah, when your coach business is just too big, you know what I mean, and, and, and you're fine, then you can just start a little side business, a little kite skiing business. In there you go. There you go. Set up, set up. For your parting words, your prediction for the Super Bowl, you got the Seahawks or the Pats? Oh, dude, please. I'm going I'm to make half the folks on the call happy, and the other half's going to just hate <laughs> I Okay, let me just get it. I grew up in Connecticut. Where is that? New England. Yeah, New England. So. College, I went to college in Rhode Island. Where is that, New England? <laughs> okay. Um, There's uh, your answer without answering. And, and, and let me just say this. There's a couple players on the Seahawks that need to get hit hard. That's all I'm just saying. They need to get hit hard. You know what I mean? If, you go to a, if you're a highly paid athlete and you, go to a, and you go to a news conference and you just sit there with two-word answers, don't even go. Just, just pay the fine. I don't even know what the hell you're doing there. Um, and I, I, that's all. I just, you know, whatever. Uh, so you know who I'm rooting for. But, um, but hey, uh, it, it'd be awesome if the Seahawks won two, two years in a row, too. I mean, I, I can appreciate that, absolutely. Well, thank you, Tony. We will, uh, me and Jason will both uh, see you soon and give you a big hug at Summit. Done deal. You, me, and 25,000 of our closest friends. Yeehaw! <laughs> Hey, Tony, take care, buddy. Thanks again.
All right, you guys. Thank you, man. Be good. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, guys. The call's not, call's not over yet. Tony, uh, Tony may be leaving us, but just to recap a, uh, a few things that he said, and, and I know Jason probably wants to say a couple words, but, guys, the theme of this, this month has been about getting getting uncomfortable, you know, uh, getting comfortable being uncomfortable, and you guys are all capable of so much. You're all capable of so accomplishing so much, and sometimes the biggest obstacle you have in the way is yourself. And I think Tony just kind of um, emphasized and shown you that anything is possible. You heard his story about how he got started. He got he done something that was scary to him, and he ended up being hooked up with Carl Deichler, and we all know what happened from there. We are here because of that decision that he made um, to go talk to somebody. And that's all we do. We talk to people. We help people. We, we get out of our own way and quit um, being unconfident and instead talk confidently about what, what has changed our lives. And always remember that people aren't buying products from us. Like Tony said, they're buying a piece of us. You know, so you, you guys just don't, don't, don't worry about what might come out of their mouth. Just open your mouth and talk and, and, and enjoy what's going to come after because um, it's amazing. So, you know, Tony, Tony just emphasized and, and epitomizes what I wanted this call to, to, to be about and to end January with is, you know, it's time for you guys to get out of your own way now and make some great things happen and set some goals and accomplish all of them this year. Jason, what did you take of it in summary before we wrap up with a few announcements? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of announcements coming up. Team Cup, you know, the 21 Day Fix, 21 Day Fix Extreme. But, um, you know, this is a rare opportunity to get that guy on the phone and come from his heart. And like you said, he committed to half an hour, and he was here for over an hour for you guys. And um, I'm sorry if we didn't get all the questions. You know, I, I got this story about Dominic wanted to thank him, and he had been through an accident and changed his life. And there's a thousand stories like that, and Tony really does appreciate them all. Um, and what I would say is, you know, Sherry, get Dominic out to Summit somehow and, and let him meet Tony, get his picture. Um, Tony was talking about, like, we're going on the eighth Summit, and, and I was there uh, seven years ago for Summit number one, and it was 100 or 200 people, and these weren't, and, and only half of them were founders. You know, after the first year in this business, half of the people were already gone. Um, and now eight years later, we're looking at, 25,000 people inside of a football stadium. Um, a big part of that is from the character and integrity of our leaders, including Tony Orton and Carl Deichler. I mean, you heard the story about why and how they met um, Chance Encounter because he was doing personal development. And, you know, a couple of things Tony said is, you know, keep asking those questions. I know sometimes it feels like you're annoying if you're asking questions and to be honest sometimes we get annoyed but you know one of the most annoying <laughs> coaches for me was Jeff Armbruster and uh you know I thrive and and cherish the success that he's had and for him and his family and you know when people are putting the work in we're all going to bend over backwards to help you get the success that you want because we know that that leads to, in Jeff's case, what, you know, thousands and thousands of people, and we want you to be the next person that can make the kind of contribution that Carl or Tony has made. Um, you know, one of the things that Tony talked about a lot was, you know, he read the books. Um, he, he talked about from 25 until 42 struggling with not knowing what was going on, but 
he he's reiterated this multiple times when I've been to the the fit camps and and the summits is that you know he read the books and out of the books that he liked he went to the seminars and out of the seminars you know some of those people were great and some of the people were not great but from each seminar that he went to he took, he took away one nugget and you know at this point now he's got a New York Times bestseller and he's assimilated all that information he's put it together in a way and I think he he. He detracted a little bit about um, the accolades that I was trying to give him, you know, for having a huge influence and, and, and legacy like Jacqueline. But the truth is, is that if you do that, if you put yourself in your own comfort zone, if, if you absorb all the information that you can get like a sponge and then ask the questions to the people that are around you that want to help you, your contribution, your legacy can be farther than you'll ever imagine. And you know, I sit here eight years later having some small impact on the 40,000 people on our team. And my biggest wish and hope based upon that is that every member on this call, um, you know, five, ten years down the road is sitting on top of a team of 50,000 people. And that's not only about the financial success that you'll give, but, like, think about it. If each one of us can help 50,000 people, like, we get to the scenario that Tony's talking about, that the company fails because everybody's fit and healthy, you know, and, and I want to see a multi-level marketing company fail because they succeeded. Um, it's kind of a defeating goal, but I would love to see that happen. And, you know, I know there's a lot of announcements out there and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to get this call on recording so that we can even share it with more people. But, um, you know, my overall feeling is like we're just blessed to have some time on this earth with such a great individual who, you know, obviously cares so much about his mission and contributing to others. And um, I'm just pretty awestruck, man. Yeah, it was a great call. And as annoying I was to Jason, it was because I wanted to learn and, and he realized that. And there's so many great leaders below us, you know, that I'm not going to name all of them, but, you know, you've got so many people to ask questions of. So do it, gang. Do it. Okay, so some announcements, and we'll let you guys get back to the rest of your evening. For those of you on the East Coast, it's getting pretty late, and to those of you on the West Coast, you can get a couple hours of uh, contacting people and getting started now. So, but uh, as we, Jason alluded to, um, the, big, the big announcement, uh, I think they're kind of dual announcements, Insanity Max 30 Challenge Packs um, and the existing ones for this month, you've got a couple days left. Make sure you get those messages out, get the word out, and uh, lock that up. Jason and I are both doing Insanity Max 30, the program right now. It's a great program, awesome. It's one of my favorite cardio programs I've been through. Can't wait to see what Day 60 brings. So get, a, get, the, get that word out there, you know. Uh, other big announcement, 21 Day Fix Extreme. We're what, uh, is it four days away from now at Jason? It's coming up right around the corner. 21 Day Fix is still going to be available. So if somebody's not ready for the extreme yet, Next month, you can put them in 21-day fix still, and then um, next, the following month after, they're going to upgrade to Extreme. So, you know, like, there's no reason not to be Success Club this month with Insanity Max 30 and next month with the two 21-day fixes. We still have Les Mills out there, um, the refreshes on sale, um, all kinds of great deals. Absolutely. Guys, they opened up some Summit tickets uh, just the other day. I'm not sure if all those are taken up yet, but they opened up uh, a few hundred additional Summit tickets. So hopefully you guys saw that announcement. It went to everybody's email, and you are aware of that. Um, so jump on that. Uh, I know the Cancun list opened up a little bit. They, I think they allowed um, somewhere between 50 and 100 new coaches to register uh, yesterday or the day before. 
So you guys may want to recheck the list and see where you're at. Um, they're not done calling people yet, so don't don't uh, don't fret. You still may get a call if you're on that waiting list. Um, other other announcements, Jason, that you can think of? No, man, that's it. I don't even want to kind of detract from everything Tony said. I'm I'm really just inspired and again grateful for the contribution he's had and that he takes time out of his vacation to you know share with all of you guys. Really cool deal. Okay, guys, we're going to close out with one last announcement. I'm going to let Jason kind of speak to this one. Uh, next week, we have a top 10 coach who will be joining us, one of the elite 10 who will be on the uh, trip this coming summer um, to or spring to France. Um, Anita Myron. Jason, tell us about Anita. Yeah, I mean, as, um, as excited as Jeff and I have been to get Tony on the call here, you know, since last December, Jeff's been working on this. He's got a great relationship with Tony. Um, I am just excited to talk um, or let Anita talk on the call. Um, she's torn up the business in the last, you know, year, year and a half. Like, amazing numbers, amazing results. And it's really from what Tony said, you know, contributing first and free groups and then upgrading people. She's got great tips on Gmail and how to do it. And, you know, the only way to ever judge anything is based upon results, and the results of this um, woman are amazing. So I'm super excited to get her on the call. She's like, well, what exactly do you want me to talk about? I'm like, just, just tell me, tell our team what you're telling me, like how you did this business. She's like, oh, so you want me to tell them how I'm blowing it up. And she just said that with an uber amount of confidence. So, like, if you can listen to, you know, one of the top five coaches in this company that's doing this um, at the new level, you know, which tons and tons of successful points. I looked at her office. She's doing 15 to 30 new coaches a month. Um, and so if you can listen to the call next week and only get 10% of that success, well, then you get three to five new coaches joining your team. And I think everybody would be happy and benefit from that. So as exciting as this one was and as much as Tony gave, um, I think you need to be on the call next week. Absolutely. You guys need to be on this call every week. You know, I wish we had the numbers that we had tonight every single week. It's a shame that we don't, um, that people just make time for people like Tony and that. You guys need to be plugging in every week or at the very least listen to the recordings. Just so much great information. Uh, and uh, Anita's from Michigan, too, another great coach from the state of Michigan. So looking forward to that call. Um, guys, we're going to wrap up. We will give you guys the, the time back, but uh, let's close out the month strong, and we will talk to you guys on the flip side in February with Anita. So everybody have a great night, and thank you, Jason, for co-hosting with me. We'll get this uh, call up as quickly as possible. Uh, we'll bug Steve to get this thing up on uh, Team Leadership Calls with an S, C-A-L-L-S, teamleadershipcalls.com, as well as podcasts and iTunes. So go, if you've got an iPhone, download the podcast app, search for Fit Union, or if you're on iTunes on the computer, click on podcast, search for Fit Union, and all of our calls are downloadable as well in podcasts. So that'll be up there as soon as we can get it up. Thanks, Jason. See you guys soon. Take care. Thanks, everyone. If there's anything that inspired you during this call, um, you know, it's your obligation to share it up with somebody else that will be inspired. Thanks, everybody, Absolutely. for coming out. Yep. Take care. Bye.